Good afternoon, everybody. Uh, I got a great topic today. Uh, I alluded to it on uh, last week. We're going to talk about the three faces of love. I am ministering from our toolkit. Um, uh, it's called uh, the Marriage uh, University Toolkit. It's got five books, five workbooks, and, and we're going to be talking about first love, true love, best love. First Love, True Love, Best Love. It's the fourth book in our five book series. First book was No More Drama Relationships. I'm going to show you each one of them as I get into it. This book was written, obviously, <laughs> when me and my wife was going through drama. Every book we wrote, we wrote it, except for the last one, we wrote it based upon our own personal experiences and realized that sometimes members may have the same issues. And so uh, God showed me how to deal with drama from a spiritual perspective. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, spiritual wickedness in high places. So this particular book was written to deal with the insanity of drama that happens in relationships. How can a person that you love one day, you can't stand the next? How can a person that you are intimate with and you give your body to the next day, you don't want them to touch you or the next week or the next month or the next year. Uh, uh, this is because of spiritual forces. And we deal with those force, full forces that try to destroy your relationship. The second book was entitled The Relationship Battle Plan. Uh, he that fails to plan plans to fail. He that fails to plan and have a battle plan is going to lose their battle. And so we deal with that in this book. It really deals with how to deal with your arguments and your fights. Uh, I got a new series coming up as soon as I finish this series on giants that's going to deal with how we offend each other. The Bible says it is impossible, but that offenses will occur. Jesus offended Judas. If the Lord and, the, and, and our, if our Lord and Savior offended people, you know we're going to offend each other. So how did God want us to handle that and deal with our offenses? Uh, uh, the third book that we wrote was called Soulmate, Soul Tide, Soul Survivors. This deals with our interconnection with each other, our soul. You know, we normally say that when we find our love of our life, we call them our soulmate. But most of us, they, they, you have not completed the process of becoming a soulmate, and all you are is just a soul tie. And there's a difference between a soul tie and a soul mate. And if you remain a soul tie, something can rip that tie apart. And then you can have the wrong ties tied to your soul and infect the other souls that you're tied to. Ninja, you better preach up in this place. And so we dealt with uh, 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 in, uh, uh, godly soul ties and ungodly soul ties and damaged souls. Uh, and the fifth book, because I'm gonna go, we're going to be talking about the fourth book, it's called Marriage, Sex in the Bedroom. I wrote this one just simply because people started asking me questions about sex. And if you know anything about pastor, I went off. I went clean off. Uh, 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 people started going all over in there. I think we had a viral moment because people started telling folks, pastors on the internet, talking about oral sex. I wasn't. I was talking about the sex that Jesus gave us in the scripture. Now, you might describe it as oral, but I describe it as David said that he uh, uh, played in the lilies of her field. And, and okay, stop, Pastor Will. It's in the Bible, though. I, I trust a brother. Trust a brother. Marriage is honorable and all, and the bed is undefiled. This book is going to help somebody. Brothers, you better listen to a boy. <laughs> but we're going to talk about love. So last week, I started looking at uh, uh, revelations where God says, nevertheless, I got a problem against you. You've left your first love. You've left your first love. You've left your first love. 
first love does not denote the first person that you were in love with. First love denotes the best type of love. It denotes, and that's why the book is called First Love, True Love, Best Love. A lot of people have infatuation. A lot of people just want to hit it. Like you ain't working with a brother. A lot of people just have sexual attraction. And so uh, a lot of times you can enter into a relationship uh, based upon the wrong type of love, that love will fail you and then the relationship fails. Uh, today, we're going to talk about those three forms of love in more detail. Eros, agape, and logos. We typically get it backwards and therefore we struggle in our relationships. We normally start out with eros. It is one of the most powerful loves in the world. The only problem is it ain't the most powerful, but I digress. Eros love is the first form of love that most of us experience when we are attracted to the opposite sex. It is detailed expressly in the Song of Solomon's. Uh, as a matter of fact, my marriage sex in the bedroom really deals with intimacy and sex. And you can read in there about kissing and touching and uh, uh, tasting of his fruit and, and playing in, the, in her lilies and, and just all kinds of stuff. Uh, uh, but, 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 uh, uh, it, it, it is what God gave us, I believe, when he said, be fruitful and multiply. When God said it was not good for man to be alone, he gave man a help mate to help him with his assignment. But part of helping with his assignment is, is you know, to, to break him off a little something, something, something. Stop, Pastor Will. Eros is powerful. A man once worked uh, I said this last week, go back and listen to that, seven years to get a woman because he was so much in love with her. And when he was fooled into marrying the wrong woman, he worked another seven years, 14 years for this woman. Uh, uh, it is a tremendous love. It is what we call an erotic or sexual love. It, the Song of Solomon's just breaks it down. Somebody once told me, well, that was that was y'all, y'all looking at that the wrong way. That's spiritual. The devil, that ain't spiritual, that's sexual. And God wanted us to be attracted to each other. He wanted a sex uh, between a married man and a married woman has three purposes: procreation communication and recreation. Procreation was to replenish. Uh, communications in Adam knew Eve and the two shall become one. And recreation, and that's in the Song of Solomon, God wants you to enjoy the wife of your youth. The Bible literally says that, to enjoy. It was meant for enjoyment. It was meant for you to hit it. It was meant for you to, you know, to, to love it. It was meant for you to do all of that stuff that we've been hearing in songs down through the years. Uh, and God gave that to us. And most people, uh, uh, when they get into relationships, that's how it starts. You fall in love. Uh, you become intimate through your communications. And then you want to express that intimacy because now Eros has taken over. Uh, uh, Eros is powerful. The problem with Eros is when people begin to dab in it and they're not married. Uh, and so Eros was uh, uh, was was. Great. It was in the Old Testament. But by the time we get to the New Testament, people had defiled eros and debased it so much so that Paul had to stop teaching about it. When he said, let every man have his own wife. And, and there was people that were 
uh, had, had prostitutes in the temple and just all kinds of stuff that were going on. And there were fornication. And Paul said, you got to flee this uh, because this eros is so powerful. We've seen major ministries fall because a man couldn't keep his eros in his pants. Stop. Pastor Will. We've we've seen presidents fall because he couldn't keep his eros in his pants. Stop, Pastor Will. We've seen leaders fall because they couldn't keep their eros. Y'all ain't working with a brother in this place. Uh, the city of Corinth was dominated by sexual immorality because eros, uh, even though it comes from God, uh, can really become debased. Uh, and if there's anybody that's single, let me tell you the prayer to stop praying. Lord, take this away. He ain't going to take it away, girl. Eros <laughs> oh, uh, ain't going nowhere. Anybody that's praying for God to take your, uh, 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 who was that? Sexual feelings. Who somebody sung that song? Uh, it ain't going to go away, honey. You're going to have to fight that. The Bible says flee fornication. It didn't say pray to God, take it away. Ninja, you better stop right there. The Bible did not say pray to God that he he he, he uh, uh, take your eros away. Lord, in the name of Jesus, I need you to take this away. I need you to take this away. And then you get up and you cure it. The devil! Eros will always be there. I'm a preach right there. I don't know why I went off into that. Maybe because there's a few singles that need to hear that. Listen, you got to learn how to set up boundaries. Hallelujah. You got to learn how to uh, abstain from the very appearance of evil. You got to learn how to not put yourself in certain situations because brother, sister, tell me, let, let, let me be real clear. I don't care how saved you are. You put yourself in the wrong situation with the wrong person, or maybe I should say the right situation with the right person. Cause see some of y'all probably ain't, 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 ain't messed up because you ain't had the right person ask you yet. I'm a preach right there. And so you got to have boundaries. You got to have things in your life that prevent this type of thing from happening because Eros will always be with you. Hallelujah. You turn up there he is. There he is. There she is. They will always be there. Uh, uh, Eros is powerful, but it can become very wicked. Now, if your relationship is only based upon eros, you're going to have a problem. You're going to have a problem because although it is very, it can attract you, it can't keep you. I'm going to say that again. Although it will attract you, eros cannot keep you. The sexual desire for a particular man or a particular woman is a great thing. It just cannot keep you. Everybody that's ever been divorced was in love with that person and they had some good eros. Are y'all working with me? Hallelujah. And some of y'all uh, get your eros before marriage. I'm preaching right there. Hallelujah. You ask God to forgive you, but, but you know you got you some eros uh, before you say it I do because eros is that strong. You got to learn how to have boundaries you got to learn how to, uh, uh, no, 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 no. Uh, uh, you, you can't be at the house at 11 o'clock talking about all we're going to do is just watch this movie. The devil. No, Eros will come get you. Eros will come get you. Eros will come get you. But Eros can't keep you. Let me say that again. Eros will get you, but he can't keep you. It'll make you fall in love, but it can't keep you in love. Oh, preach right 
there. That's why we have affairs. That's why we be stepping out on each other. That's why you look up and the person that you used to love, you look at me like, I don't even like you no more. If all you had was a sexual relationship with your mate, and then all of a sudden y'all frustrated and you're fighting and you're arguing, that's why I wrote all these books, because this stuff happens, then all of a sudden the eros can't keep you no more. The eros can't keep you no more. So, which takes me to the second form of love called filial love.